amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to another episode of Relics Radio. This is a family-friendly show, so the entire family can join us as we talk metal detecting, relic, and treasure hunting. You can also call into the show at 270-495-0315 or join in the chat and post any comments or questions you might have. Relics Radio is also now syndicated on the Cutting Edge Radio Network, and is broadcast around the world. You're listening to Relics Radio of Southern Kentucky and Middle Tennessee. And you are listening to another live Relics Radio coming to you out of Southern Kentucky here tonight. want to welcome all of our listeners that are listening live on the Spreaker app. And I see that the uh, chat is filling up. Took just a bit there before anybody came on. I was double-checking to make sure everything was live here, but it looks like it is. And uh, also, we want to welcome our syndicated listeners on the Cutting Edge Radio Network. Glad to have you folks wherever you are in the world. And also, we know that not everybody has the time to listen live, and we have some listeners that catch the archives. You can catch that on the Spreaker app. You can catch that on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that there are podcasts, we are generally there. So uh, we want to welcome every one of you. And before we start the show tonight, before we bring the guest on, I want to remind everyone that Relics Radio has on the Relics Radio Facebook group page a contest we're giving away. Yes, now listen close. We're giving away a Noctra Macro Simplex Plus, the hottest detector out there right now. Everybody wants one of these. And we're giving one away. And uh, I looked right before we came on the air. We've got 137 entries. Now, if you go to Relics Radio Facebook group page, if you're not a member, you need to join, first of all. And then make a comment on there. And it is a three-word comment. Just comment, note to macro, simplex. That's all you have to do. We want to make that a household word. Note to macro, simplex. And when you do that, uh, I will eventually get around to it as quick as I can, and I will give you a number. And then on uh, December the 19th, which will be a Thursday night, we've got a couple of very, very special guests that are going to join us associated with Note to Micro. And we're going to draw 
a number. We're going to do a random number generator. And we will probably, the way we've done it before, we'll probably draw about five numbers and stick those in a randomly in an envelope and then uh, number them. And then the guests that night will not know whose number uh, will be in the envelope. And uh, we'll just have him or her pick a number and then we'll pull that out. And you're going to have three minutes to either call into the show or let us know in chat that you are there. And if you fulfill that obligation and you got to share it, we would like for you to go to the Relics Radio uh, spot on uh, Spreaker there and go ahead and follow us. That way you know every show. You'll get a uh, notification of that. But we'd like for you to do that. But you've got three minutes now. If three minutes go by and nobody calls in, then we're going to draw. We'll ask the guests to give us another number, and we'll pull that out. And uh, so on until somebody wins this Simplex Plus. Wow. I can't wait for that. And also, real quick, uh, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the Nashville Civil War Show will be in Franklin, Tennessee. That address is 4215 Long Lane. I will be there. There are some other people that I know that are going to be there as well. So uh, come there. I know American Digger Magazine is going to be there and have a table. And so I'll be there somewhere. Uh, look me up and holler at me. Uh, I know the Dig Dogs are going to be there. I have talked to those guys, uh, Ron and Tim, and they're going to be there. So uh, looking forward to that. I know Donnie Vaughn said he was going to come. And so uh, just a lot of people there that I'm looking forward to uh, getting to shake your hand again. Anyway, good to have you guys on here with us tonight, and I've got a very, very special guest tonight, one that I've been looking forward to for quite a while, Amanda Digger. Amanda, are you there? I am. That's great. And uh, tell everybody where you live and what's going on on the ground at your place right now. Uh, So I am up in Maine, and we got about 10 to a foot of snow, maybe a little bit more in some places, and been shoveling out, let's see, Sunday evening through Tuesday night. Today was breaking up the ice, so instead of shoveling dirt and and digging at this point, I'm shoveling that awful white stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, I have actually detected in not that much snow, but I have detected in in light snow that it was covering the ground. And one thing that I found out about it, it is very easy to grid. Have you ever tried that? Yes. Yeah. Same. It's uh, same with like what wet grass. You go out and you can see your path, but with the snow, it's even easier. So, <laughs> yeah. But I, it it uh, it does muddy everything up, or at least that's been my experience here. Is that whenever you dig it, I mean everything is nasty. Your detector, your pinpointer, your shovel, your clothes, your boots, and everything. You know. But uh, wow, ten to twelve inches of snow. I couldn't imagine that, but uh, that's not uncommon for you guys up in the, the far north there, is it? No, not uncommon at all. I know last year in November, we got about two feet, so this, is, this isn't bad to bring it to December. You know, I believe it was December 2nd or 
uh, December 1st is when it we really it started snowing. So we lucked out. I know there have been past years that we've had. Uh, I was able to go detecting the day after Christmas uh, without snow on the ground. So, you know, it just depends. New England, it changes in the blink of an eye with weather. I know I'll get out there probably this weekend, um, either hit the, the forest, depending on how much snow melted today and or the beach so yeah the beach is always open uh of course you have to dress for that i guess don't you you do yes i in my mind i constantly think well you know i'm in maine Uh, there's people that throw themselves down mountains that enjoy that doing the skiing and snowboarding so the gear the gear around here is pretty good to be able to get you do the ski goggles keeps the the wind down off your face the face mask and then just extra layers yeah it seems to work pretty good yeah and it uh, you know we get the bug we get the urge you've got to swing that metal detector and you've got to find something you know and so uh you're able to, uh, like you say, you know, the woods uh, notoriously wait until the very last to freeze up uh, in places because I guess the ground's not as compacted. I guess the root system kind of keeps it open and layer of leaves and everything. But eventually, you know, if it gets cold enough, that'll be gone. And I guess eventually uh, even the coastline freezes up for you guys, doesn't it? It does. And the woods, like you were saying. Yeah. I know last year when we were in the negatives, for I think it was almost two weeks, the uh, the woods froze right up and the beach froze up and it was a uh, it was sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's research time whenever that happens, isn't it? Correct. It? Yeah, yes. you're ready to get into ready to get into something else. And uh, some of the listeners may not know, but now this is how I got in touch with you. Uh, you co-host with my good friend Gypsy Jewels on All Metal Mode, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. Yes. Monday nights, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Gypsy and I uh, host that show on Spreaker as well. Yep. So, Yeah, and uh, I've got a link in the description here. And we're going to talk about uh, podcasting and talk about that show uh, just a, a little bit later, probably toward the end of the show and, and get into how you got into that and everything. I want to know, first of all, though, uh, what got you interested in metal detecting, treasure hunting, what have you? Well, so it started off when I was I was really young. My dad used to bring my sister and I out with him while he treasure hunted. So he'd go fishing or rock hounding, um, metal detecting. And I believe he was trying to give my mom some extra sleeping time, <laughs> get the two noisy kids out of the house, and we'd go out. So I, I don't remember him catching many fish. <laughs> I think we were pretty loud. Um, the rock hounding was a lot of fun, finding gemstones. We'd go visit New York and Herkimer and find Herkimer diamonds and uh, metal detecting. I, I grew out of it. <laughs> it wasn't really, you know, I was little ended up working, going to high school, going to college, came back, um, and then I met John. And John is my boyfriend. And so about eight years in May, I met John and he metal detected. And I was like, oh, I remember that being fun. And so I went out and I got my first detector, which was a white MXT. And 
I started metal detecting again and my dad saw it and was is so excited that, you know, here's a hobby that he used to enjoy as well. And he went out and he got um, an MXT All Pro from White and the three of us would hit the beach or go to the fields and, and detect. So so really, I have my, my dad and John to thank for really getting me um getting me interested in the hobby and then getting me back into it yeah so. introducing you to it and then reintroducing you to it correct don't you agree though that uh you know there is a gap in generations so many times between parents and children and i remember whenever our kids were young you know we were the greatest things in the world you know as parents and then whenever they got to be about 13 14 years old and we would drive through town i'd look back and they'd be hiding in the floorboard because they didn't want to be seen with us you know yeah and now then they're uh, now they're grown and they've got kids and we can't run them out of the house. But don't you think that uh, a hobby like metal detecting, like you and your dad, didn't that reconnect you in a way? It did. It really did. So there were many times that he and I um, would go back out and he'd look around and find permissions and, and talk to people and I would look around and we'd you know go together and it it, it really did reconnect. Yeah. us in a, in a whole different way because i understood his passion now for for that history and and those treasures and and it it's just it was rekindled and and made it a lot more fun now that you know i can drive myself and meet him there <laughs> and things of that nature whereas when i was little i'm sure i talked a lot and now I'm, now it's in a, a totally different way yeah yeah well you know you're you're contributing in a in a totally different way. They, back then, you were a follower, and you know uh, there are a lot of things that I'm sure, if he's a smart man, that he's learning from you. Uh, because I've got uh, I've got grandchildren that uh, are grown and children that are grown, and I learn something from them all the time. And so uh, he's he was able to to introduce you. You're able to reintroduce him, but you started off with the whites. I did, too. Uh, 150 years ago, <laughs> Watts was about all that there was, uh, either that or an old Heath kit or a Radio Shack or something. But I started off with Watts. Uh, what are you using now? Are you still with Watts? I am. I'm using their MX-7 or their MX Sport, and then I do switch back every once in a while to the MXT, depending on where I'm swinging. I've got a friend that uses the MXT and... Uh, to Civil War hunt, and he does a tremendous job with that thing. Yeah, yeah. they it's they've been great. I mean, the machines have been absolutely spectacular for me. The type of digging I do, um, the MXT, you know, I had basically from 2012 through 2017, so five years, and that thing is was just uh, man, I. I beat on it basically, and it still it still runs, and it's great. So, yep, yeah, it uh, they made good machines, and I tell you what, uh, back in the day, White was known for their customer service. I mean, they were great. Uh, to people that would buy their machines, and I suspect that they probably uh, still are. Don't know. Hey, Amanda, I need to take a commercial break right here. Uh, I'll be back with you in just one second. I want to talk about uh, uh, what kind of places that you like to hunt and what have you. 
We are very excited to announce that Kelly Cole Metal Detectors is now the major sponsor of Relics Radio. Kelly Cole Metal Detectors has provided customers with the best metal detectors and accessories for over 60 years, and they offer the largest selection and best deals on metal detectors guaranteed. Kelly Cole Metal Detectors features only the very best of treasure hunting equipment, That'll help you find coins, rings, jewelry, and relics both on land and underwater. From gold pans to metal detectors, they carry the hottest selling products on the market. And Kellyco is just a phone call away, before, during, or after the purchase. You can call them at 855-246-2586 or visit the website at www.kellycodetectors.com. And by the way, Relics Radio is an affiliate with uh, Kelly Co. Metal Detectors. If you want one of these new Simplex Pluses or whatever your needs are, if uh, you will either shoot me a message uh, here at Relics Radio, you can actually even call the show number and get in touch with me. Then uh, I can set you up. If you buy on Kelly Co., be sure and use the discount code. And in the discount code uh, box, just put Relics Radio, all one word, and you will get a discount on that. Hey, Amanda, what kind of places? Uh, you've got a lot of old history up there, I know, don't you? So we, you're into the old stuff, right? I am, yeah. That, so the town I currently live in is actually was settled about 1631. So the history is is absolutely around me and i started off actually detecting fields and cellar holes and then you know certain times you have the fields that grow up and the grass gets to my shoulders (laughs) and i would detect hot lots um places of that nature that way you know i could actually touch the ground with the detector (laughs) um I've done a, a bunch of beach hunting. I kind of the I find that in my area it's a very territorial. Um, in the summertime, especially, there are people that have retired and come up, and they will swing their detectors right over yours. Oh, really? <laughs> so basically, yeah. So, so I just you know beaches are great and all, but I, I love you know detecting fields and the woods and. And finding cellar holes, I, that's just fun and easy digging, except when it's super, super dry and then it's like digging dust. But other than that, it's it's a blast. Yeah, and that's the way it is with everybody. And, uh, you know, most people that pick up a uh, metal detector, one of the first things that they do, because it is so easy, is they will hunt schools or old churchyards or, uh, you know, people's houses their yards people that they know and what have you but the really old stuff and i'm not saying that any of those places couldn't have some old stuff but notoriously what you're going to find there is probably jewelry or clad the really old stuff is in the fields but it can be hiding really well and you've got to do research to find that stuff don't you i do and what kind of what do you use? What type of research do you like? You know, you guys are fixing to be snowed in or iced in or what have you. What are you going to do this winter that's going to get you ready to go next spring? 
So I spend a lot of time in the library. I know that sounds silly with the internet, but with the library, the old maps are there. I, I know that they're starting to get online as well, but they don't have those journals, those handwritten diaries. What I end up doing is um, the, our libraries won't let you obviously take them out. So you have to spend the time at the library to actually research and see because a lot of times there'll be hints in there of, of different things or areas that they may have picnicked back in the day. Um, a lot of the streets around here are still named after the same or a couple are the, you know, the main roads that do still have that same name so it can help you lead to, to what was there. The other thing is I, I talk to people. So um, the good thing is I, I get to know a lot of my property owners that I detect at um, and they talk. We I can go over and have coffee with them and, and get to know where they grew up going and hanging out and fishing and swimming and having picnics. And then at the same time, too, so they'll tell me, oh, you know, off this road, there used to be a swimming hole. I think it's not there anymore. I think it turned into a sand pit or, or whatnot. And I can go back and look at those old maps and then place them over the newer maps that we have and kind of get a general area of where they that location might be. So Now, do you have some kind of program that you're overlaying the modern maps on those old maps? And I trust that you're probably, the old maps that you're looking at in the library, they will let you, with your phone, take a picture of those, won't they? They will. They'll let me take a picture at the same time, too. The librarian will actually, uh, a couple now that I think they got to know me, they'll let me photocopy it. Okay. So I can bring home a copy of the maps. I just can't take, I can't do photocopies or anything like that of, of any of the handwritten um, information that's there, um, the journal aspects or the diaries. Um, they, and then they won't oh, let ahead. you, they won't let you take a picture of that with your phone or anything. Is it a privacy issue or what is it? Nope, they'll let me take a picture of those. They won't let me photocopy them because oh, okay. they don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, because they're so fragile, I guess. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Um, now, has, and then, that, has that led to anything, you know, really exciting for you? I So there was a cellar hole that we were working that we weren't really sure. I know that the... Uh, a couple of these diaries, they you know, they haven't really helped. I finally, it's a little late now, but I know where the swimming hole is that was being talked about in it. So it's one of those things I'm, I, you know, if the snow goes down a little or I might actually hook up my snowshoes and see if the area is, you know, somewhat clear to be able to go down come springtime. Well, after mud season, <laughs> springtime, it might not make it back there either. But um, I'm, I do plan on, I, I know where it is now based on the information I found in those books and then talking to the different property owners. Um, not, And I, I'm going to call them old timers, but. That's okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, but they, you know, they grew up here. They know where things are. They know where their parents you know, hung out. They know where their grandparents used to bring them. So it's, it's, and it goes back generations. So, and you know, the older people in a community are a wealth of information. 
they can tell you so many things. I was looking, doing some map research one time, uh, actually writing a book, and I was uh, there was a, a, a branch, just a uh, small creek. We call them a branch here in, in uh, Kentucky. And I was looking for this branch, and I had looked on map after map after map, and I'd spent several hours. And uh, my father-in-law, actually, uh, we were down at uh, my mother and father-in-law's one Sunday afternoon. We was eating, and uh, I hadn't asked him anything about it. And I said, I'm, I'm looking for a branch, and I can't find it on any of the maps. And he said, what's the name of it? He said, you know, I've hunted quite a bit. I might know. And I said, it's called Ward's Branch, W-A-R-D-S. I said, do you know where it's at? And he said, Yes. And I said, well, please tell me where it's at. He said, son, you can throw a rock in it from here. It crossed the road at his house right there and went and uh, and uh, went into the Cumberland River. So, you know, I'd spent all that time researching. All I had to do was ask somebody. And they're just a wealth of information. I, I know I've talked to uh, one or two that said, you know, I remember years back whenever we raised tobacco or when we planted corn, when we plowed, that there would be pieces of broken pottery at this part of the field. And then you go and hunt, and, I, and you know, there you go. There was an old house there. So they're a wealth of information, aren't they? They absolutely are. They absolutely are. I mean, not just that, like, I know that we have, you know, we have blueberries and we have peaches and we have all those type of things around here. And one of those property owners also showed me how to can. So I know how to can peaches now, um, just from taking the time to, to talk with them and get to know them. So, um, I mean, they, they allowed me to detect their 110 acres and I'd constantly joke with her husband when I'd come up and show him all my finds from the day. And I looked at him, I go, you're hiding this stuff for me to find, aren't you? <laughs> and he'd laugh and he, he'd just get this like twinkle in his eye and, and laugh. And then he wouldn't say yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> But, I, you know, it would be the constant joke that every time I came up with handfuls of fines, he, I'd, I would. I'd look right at him. I'd go, you're hiding this for me. And he'd laugh. And, um, you know, I'd ask him, you, do you, you, don't you want any of this? And, no, I don't want any of that. So You know, a lot of times all they want is company. All they want is somebody to sit down and talk to. Because that's what generations past used to do. Uh, I've noticed, uh, you know, even with my family here, everybody's got a cell phone or an iPad or something. You know, we don't talk like we used to. And uh, the, the older people, the older generation that is still around, which I guess I'm part of it. I'm 150 years old. We used to talk. You know, I remember sitting around in the living room and and uh, my dad tell childhood stories. And, and I would have him tell, you know, the same one just, I guess, in, in my lifetime, he told that same story or some of those same stories 20 or 30 times. But you love to hear that. And uh, one of the hardest things, I guess, in uh, going to the older generation to get information is getting away and getting a chance to go hunt, isn't it? It, it, it could be, yeah. <laughs> On a couple times, I'd be like, all right, I have to factor in, you know, I'm going to spend at least half an hour talking to him when I get there. 
um, I'm going to probably, you know, I'm going to show them all my finds. I need to factor in. And, you know, I'm probably going to want to stay in chat. I need to factor in 45 minutes. <laughs> so, and then yes, you're going, And then you're going to get some peach cobbler right there at the end yes. of the day. <laughs> <laughs> or pancakes, depending on how early in the morning I'd get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm sure that you've met a lot of interesting people. Uh, what's one of the most uh, interesting encounters that you've had with uh, some landowners that you could share with us? Um, well, one of them, I was, let's see, last year I was detecting a permission um, that is relatively, again, all our land around here is old. And I was in the middle of this field and a van pulled in and I hear yelling coming from it and I took my headphones off and and then I see this man climb out of the passenger side and come, come basically come out into the field and I'm like okay what's <laughs> what's going on here and he's so I put that you know put my detector down took the headphones off I'm like hello and they're like what are you doing? So I explained to him, you know, I'm trying to save history. I'm finding a lot of, you know, artifacts that are here for this property owner. And um, so they were, can you find gold with that? And I was like, oh, yeah, I could find gold with this. And so come to find out, they're like, oh, you have to come over. They, they gave me their address. They're, they're four houses down from me. So <laughs> I, I probably, it's it's crazy to think, yes, they're that close by, Um Actually, it might be five or six houses down, but they're on my street, and um, I might not have met them otherwise, and a huge property, and and some of the best stories, and, you know, they know the area, so it was probably one of the stranger, because I'm not used to, you know, usually people, they'll they'll wave when they're driving by, or blow their horn, or give you strange looks, but uh, this is the first that actually pulled into the field and (laughs) come talk to me, so that's... That was that was one of the interesting ones, and um, I mean, Chet and Brenda; those are the two that um, taught me how to can. And um, I constantly used to joke with that, you know, he was hiding stuff. I mean, they always used to tell me, "Oh, you got to go down here, and this is where this was the potato field, and this was where the cows were." And um, that was that was great. I know. Too, they the Brenda will keep an eye out too, so she'll she'll watch for me when I'm in the fields. And and thankfully, her daughter was there one day, and there was a a dog off leash. Uh, I think it was a Doberman, and I I was on my knees digging, you know, finding the the find that I had at the time, and. I heard the I heard somebody screaming, and I looked up, and then I realized there was a dog behind me growling, um, showing its teeth, and and thankfully they they were watching because I did I had my headphones all the way up and and didn't hear it, and uh, property owner comes you know running out from nowhere, and the dog's not friendly, and I'm like, oh well, <laughs> that's great, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get my let me get my shovel up out of the ground. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that that is hilarious. Hey, Amanda, need to take another commercial break and be right back. You know, T-shirts are a perfect way to get your brand recognized. Whether you're talking about a business, a club, a sports team, your YouTube channel, or whatever. But you may have asked, where can I get quality, affordable shirts? on demand. Well, I'm glad you asked. Relics Radio uses detectees.com 
for all of our t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, and hoodies. That's D-E-T-E-C-T-E-E-S dot com. Ken and Mark Guthrie make quality shirts that last, they ship quick, and best of all, they're affordable. So if you need customized apparel, then go to detectees.com and be sure and tell them that Relics Radio sent you. And they make digging shirts, they make digging hoodies, they make cooling towels, uh, they make sports uh, uniforms. If your child is in uh, basketball coming up on a travel team or something other, they will make the t-shirts with their own team logo and everything. Go and check them out. Ken and Mark Guthrie at detectees.com, and uh, I hope to see them at the Nashville Civil War Show uh, day after tomorrow. Anyway, Amanda, uh, what's the greatest thing that you have found? Oh, that's a tough one. I know it, yes. <laughs> There's a couple. So I was trying to do a ring recovery when I first started out detecting back in 2012. Actually, it might have been 2013. And John and I were out helping this property owner. They had just replanted or transplanted roses And I got this fantastic signal. It sounded so good. Started digging. You know, it had read that it was about 12 inches down. So started digging at 12. It wasn't there. Kept going. Um, I think it was about 16 or 18 inches. I found a Confederate States of America belt buckle. And uh, that pretty much blew my mind. (laughs) It was not something I ever expected to find in Maine. And sadly enough, we didn't find her ring, but I, I, you know, she actually wasn't even sure she lost it outside in (laughs) near the roses. It was one of those deals. We agreed, yeah, we'll come over and look. And um, I remember I, so I I found it. I, you know, at this point, I, I'm, I'm starting to figure out history. You know, I didn't really pay much attention in school. It was something that, that tended to bore me at that point in time. Um, I also had a teacher that had a very monotone and, and soothing and could totally put you to sleep with anything was said. <laughs> and it was on number, number one on John's bucket list. So, you know, we all met back up and I said to him, I'm like, I, you know, I did find something pretty cool. And he, he'd always said, you know, just... No matter what, you know, if you find it, it's okay. If you don't, it's it's whatever. And I, I showed it to him, and he starts, "Oh my gosh, look, oh my god!" He's he's absolutely freaking out, and he's ready to the, kill you, wasn't he? Yeah, yep. And the property owner was just, "What, what is it?" Yeah. So, um, I handed it over. And the property owner went inside with it, and John was just, where did you find that? He goes, we're supposed to be looking for a ring. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I was. I was looking for a ring, and uh, property owner came back out and was like, you know, most of them are replicas. And I was like, well, you know, either way, you can keep it. And he's like, I don't want it. So uh, brought it home. You know, I, I, there's still dirt on it. There's still dirt behind the, you know, the clasp thing on the back, the hinges or whatever. Yes. And I've left it that way. It's in a case. It's, it's, um, I did bring it to an auctioneer that, um, deals with Civil War artifacts and he authenticated it as being an Atlanta style. Great. Um, 
So yeah, it was that was one of those amazing finds. Now, did you know what it was when you found it? I did. I did from from John telling me, you yeah. know, for over a year what his number one was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that the way it happens sometime? I mean, you're after something f- and and it's been at the top of your bucket list for just ever and ever and ever. And then somebody just comes and just picks it right out from under you. Doesn't that? <laughs> I mean, I, I know how he feels. <laughs> It's happened to you a couple times then. Well, uh, me and Tennessee Jeff, uh, we had a construction site, which used to be a uh, used to be a Civil War camp. And uh, Jeff had already found two U.S. box plates there. And uh, I found breastplates, but I've never found a U.S. box plate or belt plate. And it's at the top of my bucket list. And so what they were doing, they're building a bank there and they were taking uh, just shallow layers of dirt off and putting them on the truck and then the truck would go to the back of the property and dump it and then the dozer was just making a pile of it and it was kind of like a ramp and uh, whenever the dozer would push it all up, well, they gave us permission, you know, they said, when we get through pushing it, then you can go through and detect that push and then uh, you need to move out of the way if we're coming with another dump truck load, you know. And so we honored what they said. Well, I was working the right side and Jeff's working the left side of it. And it just so happened that I was finding bullet after bullet after bullet and buttons. And Jeff was finding maybe one or two things. I was finding 12 or 15 on each pass. And I just really felt bad about it. And I, I told him, I said, they were pushing, and I said, this time, whenever they push, I'm going to take the left side, and you take the right side. He said, but you've been having pretty good luck over there. I said, I know it, but uh, I want you to have some good luck, too. You know, I said, I don't want to find everything. So I got on the left side, and, of course, he got a signal, first signal that he got, and he said, you're going to kill me. And I said, why is that? And then it dawned on me. I said, you've got another box plate, don't you? And he said, he started grinning and shaking his head, and I said, yes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> But I was happy, you know, for him to uh, to find that. And and uh, I know that your boyfriend was just tickled to death that you got yours. And by the way, that's on your Facebook uh, page, isn't it? It is. It's the uh, cover photo. Is yeah. that what they, the top photo? Yeah. I don't know. There's a special name for that, but I don't know <laughs> what they call it. I can't think of it right now. But yeah, it's, it's there. What a find. I tell you what, anybody that Civil War hunts wants to find one of those. And I'm sure that you know what you've uh, what you've stumbled onto there. I I have yeah. I have, and it sounds like that you uh, you did right with it. By I like leaving a little dirt on stuff because you've got it cleaned up enough that you can tell what it is that it's nice. But you've got it in the case, and and you've got a little bit of the context still there, still some of the history that surrounds it, the dirt that was actually on it. That's that's nice. I like that. But you've got a kind of a special uh, agreement with the property owners that you hunt, don't you? I do. So the way that some of these properties work is that these were handed down since the town was settled. So what I've done is, you know, I am okay with saving history and handing it back. So I actually, I think I counted it up. I have six permissions this past year that the property owner is either owned by the ancestors of those that settled it or they are just such history fanatics that everything I find 
everything goes back to the property owner. They let me hold on to it all year long. Everything I find anyway, no matter where I am, is basically tagged, cataloged, put into a Ziploc bag, and then put into a box that's labeled for the property. And then at the end of the year, uh, what I do is I open all those boxes, each individually, and put all those those pieces together to basically paint a history of that property. And it does. It looks phenomenal when you, when you are able to actually um, show all of these finds together. They can tell a story that, you know, isn't told. Right. And so... They allow me to hold on to it, and they they trust me to give it back, and so we are allowed to dig some of these properties that that were you know originally, and when we were settled in 1631, that that's that's when that those areas were built. So. Yeah, and you know, whenever you're on a property that's been in a family for that long, you can truly understand the connection that they have to those relics. Those relics are truly theirs because they were their ancestors, you know. Uh, Nowadays, if somebody buys some land and they really have no connection other than they've got a title or a deed to the land, uh, you could see that those people, you know, might let those, uh, if you came in and hunting. And I'm the same way. Uh, Jeff and I have uh, an old property that uh, has been in this particularly family for a long time and everything that we find we give to the man and i think i told you the other day when we were talking on the phone i had at that time only found two i'd only found one large scent in the 45 years that i'd been hunting and i found one on his property and whenever i uncovered it this man was in the field with us and the reason he was in the field was i had done some research and i thought that the old house was at a certain spot but it was grown up and i was talking to the man and i said i believe there's no house at right there in that part of that field and he said but you can't do anything there can you because of all the stuff and i said no and he said i'll be right back and he went and got bush hog and came and and he bush hogged it right down to the ground and he said, then I've got a finish mower up there. If I need to bring it, I'll bring it, you know. And just just a great guy, just uh, really interested in everything. And we had found a few things, you know, and gave them to him. And and uh, so I took my camera out because I knew I had a large scent. He said, what have you got, Loy? And I said, I've got a large scent. He said, really? And I said, yeah. So uh, they're rare here in our part of the country. Now, Spanish silver is not, but large scents are. And I told him, I said, it's only the second one I've ever found. And he said, he kind of looked at me a little bit strange and and a little bit sympathetic, too, you know. And he said, well, you'll probably want to keep that. And I said, I would love to keep it, but I want it to stay with home, you know, because he displays. They don't live in the old house there, but they do keep it up. And they display, you know, clothing and furniture and, and relics and stuff that we find. So... You know, I'm I'm all in on something like that. Yeah, I for the so this year was the first year I found a shield nickel. It was uh, 1867 with the rays, and it came from uh, one of those permissions that is a everything goes back and. 
it kind of, you know, just thinking about it, it, I was like, oh, that's just, that's sad. <laughs> and actually, I, I think my dad knew I was kind of bummed out because that's been on my bucket list now since I started detecting. And uh, he he actually went out and, and, and bought me one. So that way I can, you know, it's kind of a, to take place of the one I found. So that was pretty, you know, he's super sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. But, you know, uh, and you and I have talked about it, the thrill is finding it. That's Absolutely. the thrill of this hobby. You get a signal. You have no idea what that's going to be. And then you open it up. It may be a piece of junk. Every now and then we get such a surprise that is a rush that you just you can't. Could you explain it to someone that has never done it? I think I try to explain it as like uh – kid on christmas morning <laughs> with the you know seeing that that perhaps that one present under the tree that you've asked for all year <laughs> yeah um at the same time being a surprise so it, it's it's great it is and just to uh well you know in your case in my case uh, most of the time as well you start out doing the research and then you know how long and how much time that you can put in that and then you got to do the legwork because even after you do the research, pinpointing a site is really difficult to do. And there's nothing replaces boots on the ground and a coil on the ground. And then you you get into the debris field and you begin to find and you know the the square nails and other things, pieces of broken pottery, and you you know or you think that you're in the right area, and then you start maybe finding some flat buttons and and things like that. And then I remember the first uh, Spanish Real that I popped out of the ground. I had no clue what it was, but I knew it was something good. It absolutely took my breath away. Whenever I turned it over, then and seen the 1700 date it was the first cohen in the 1700s that i had ever found and i mean it, it just leaves you breathless i can't even imagine that's still on my bucket list so well we've got several of those uh down here <laughs> uh we just don't have you guys have a lot of large sense though up that way so uh you know it is what it is you you have uh certain things that uh that are common to find there and and uh, not somewhere else. So you just have to find what you can find. Yes, very true. Or travel to where there might be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever down this way, then uh, uh, hook up with us. And, uh, and I can't guarantee you, you know, you never can do that. But uh, you at least have an opportunity maybe to find a, a real or especially a Civil War bullet. But now you found the top thing in in civil war with the <laughs> cs plate so it's all downhill for you as far as civil war goes <laughs> yeah basically and to find it based almost in the first year of detecting was <laughs> you know they said now it's all just going to be a letdown <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah hey I, we need to take another commercial break and when we come back i want to ask you how you think that that plate got there If you want to keep up with what's going on in the metal detecting world, then you need to be a subscriber to American Digger magazine. Butch and Anita Holcomb are the publishers of the magazine and have won awards for three straight years for being the best digger magazine on the market. American Digger magazine is available in both print 
and digital formats. So no matter where you live in the world, you can enjoy the latest happenings in the hobby. You can get in touch with American Digger Magazine by going to americandigger.com or give them a call at 770-362-8671. And be sure and tell them that you heard it on Relics Radio. And one more reminder, and that is that the Nashville Civil War Show in Franklin, Tennessee will be this Saturday and Sunday. And uh, me and Butch and uh, Anita and I think Riley Bryant, we're going to be at the Middle Tennessee Metal Detecting Club tomorrow night. Uh, Butch is going to be talking about the uh, uh, White Oak Civil War Museum that just closed down that uh, he went and toured, and we had a show on that Monday night. I think he's going to do some speaking on that. But then got a table at the Nashville Civil War Show at 4215 Long Lane in Franklin, Tennessee on Saturday and Sunday. If you're not doing anything and you're in the area, be sure and come by. How do you think that CSA plate got there, Amanda? Either someone brought it home as a souvenir and then a kid might have been out there playing or it was also near a railroad track. So, um, you know, you never know. I mean, you just you just (laughs) never know. But I've always thought that most of the Civil War stuff on up north like that uh, were things that were brought back and. And Keebs with Stealth Diggers is a good friend of mine, and uh, he found a uh, an officer's sword belt plate in at a cellar hole up there in New Hampshire, and that obviously was something that was brought back home. So it looks like that they brought the good stuff back up north. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to agree with that based on on that and and the that the belt buckle that yeah. would be yeah yeah. How did uh, how did you get hooked up with uh, Gypsy and All Metal Mode? So, I think it was back in in January. I got asked if I would do an interview, and and I missed the message. And then um, had gotten another one about six months later in July, and I was like, oh yeah, absolutely, I, that would be great. And um, so I did. I went on All Metal Mode, um, being interviewed by. Mike and Gypsy, Mike Aaron and, and Gypsy, and that I just, I hit it off with Gypsy, and uh, I had the opportunity, my, you know, to talk to Gypsy, and I guess they were looking for another female co-host to do Monday nights, um, so that way, you know, it could be an all um, metal detecting, women metal detecting, doing the, the hosting of it, and then having uh, guests on, and uh, you know, after talking with Mike and, and talking with Gypsy, um, I was offered that uh, that position. So I accepted gladly, and, and that's how I, I got into doing the podcasts on um, Monday nights, that All Metal Mode podcast. Yeah. Are you enjoying doing that? I am. It, I find that talking, you know, when you get to talk treasure hunting with people and, and basically, you know, there's social media, you type back and forth, but when you're actually talking to, to someone, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, and, don't, um, don't you learn something from every guest that you have on the, 
You really do. You really do. And and some different uh, perspectives that you hadn't really considered or are just there's just some tips that you might not have thought about. And it's great. It, it really is. It, it doesn't really matter. It could be someone from California or someone from Florida or Ohio. And, and you learn basically something new from all of them. So... And I tell you what I enjoy about it. Uh, of course, I know a lot of people in my area right here that Civil War hunt, but there are so many facets of treasure hunting that I'm not acquainted with that, you know, is not something every day, uh, like bottle digging or privy digging. That is something that uh, we have never done. Uh, me and Jeff or me and uh, Tim or Ron or any of the guys around here, we've just never done that. But you've also been involved in bottle digging, haven't you? I have, yes. It's it's one of those things that, you know, when you are metal detecting or hiking or anything like that in some of these woods, you'll you'll come upon, you know, that piece of rusty bucket sticking out of the ground and you'll look around and you'll notice the broken porcelain pieces or uh, broken glass and it's it's been a lot of fun taking some of these bottle dumps we do know of a privy um, it was one of those things that we located at the end of this year so hopefully we'll get the okay from the property owner and they actually have you know we can either um, I know they've got the the tools the excavator and whatnot or hand dig it uh, we need to we know that they filled it um, so we're gonna talk a little bit with them and find out what you know did they throw stuff in there before they they filled it with dirt and bricks and um how far down did it go before they did that and and kind of work it out but bottle dumps they're really neat because not only are you finding the the bottles but you're finding the marbles and the cast iron toys and um glass beads and and jewelry and and just Ah, one person's trash <laughs> is another <laughs> is person's treasure. That's yes, right. and it's it's now my treasure. <laughs> That's right. And you know something I've never found, and I know in uh, Virginia, especially because uh, I've got a lot of friends in Virginia, I've never found a clay pipe or a clay pipe stem. And around some of those old homesteads there, and I think it's because the ground is compacted and mineralized and what have you that uh, – it doesn't sink as deep there, and the least bit of disturbance, and then you get a rain, and they they can find those things. But you find those in bottle dumps as well. Don't, I mean, it's 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 the trash is what it is. Yes, yes, and even there's a there's an area I'm digging right now that's um, metal detecting that cellar holes, and I'll be digging a hole and and find pieces of pipe stem, pieces of the actual pipe, and then there's areas along the river here that you can walk, and the hills used to be dumps or or whatnot, and after a good rain, you walk out there and you'll find marbles and clay pipes and. Yeah, now, I found a lot of marbles. I've uh, marbles was a big game here. It still is. In fact, there is a particular kind of marble game called Roly Ho Marbles, and they play them uh, the same game in Europe and in the county in which I live. Uh, we've got a team that plays that that actually went to Europe and and they are the world champions of that. So, uh, you know, marbles is something that was. Uh, a regular game played here i mean very very common 
So we can find regular marbles and clay marbles and everything. I just don't know why I can't find a pipe. You know, I'd, I'd mm-hmm. love to have one. None intact yet here. I've yet to find the intact one. But you, just... you find stems and pieces, don't you? Correct. Yes. And each place that I find them, I put them in a little baggie. So hopefully, eventually, I'll, I'll have all the pieces I can put together, like a puzzle. <laughs> and glue it all back together? Correct. Yes. That'd be cool. I've, I've done that with uh, pottery shards, you know, where you, uh, I've got one particular site that uh, had, you know, it was the same plate or what have you. And uh, I've got several pieces of it. I, I can tell just by looking at uh, the bag that I've got that I don't have a complete item. But, man, I'd love to put something back together like that, you know, because like you say, it's like putting together a puzzle. Yeah, and bringing that piece of history and that, that item back to life. It's just, it's a great feeling. Yeah, yeah, it is. Ain't no doubt about it. Hey, guys, I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. It is 270-495-0315. I've got Amanda Digger from Maine here tonight. Call in and talk to her. Uh, talk to me. Just chat with us, whatever you want to do. 270 270- Four nine five zero three one five, and I'll try to get over here and put that in the chat for while you carry us on there, Amanda. All right. Well, I do have another find that I thought was pretty incredible. Um, one of those big uh, fields that I was detecting. I was um, swinging around the old trees and actually came upon like another, it was a, sim- a signal that was, I think it was the same year I found that, the CSA belt buckle and um, same type of reading and ended up digging down and I had a face looking at me in the dirt. A face? Did, it, def- it, it startled me. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a face and I flipped it out and I, I couldn't figure out what it was and, and come to find out it's actually a 1700s flintlock pistol butt cap. So it's one of those, what do they call it, a grotesque mask or a grotesque face. So the open hold face where the screw would have gone into the flintlock pistol. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, butt cap. So that was one of those, okay, this was an interesting interesting find. Um, now, was definitely. That, was that made out of brass or did you say? It's brass, yes. Okay. Yep. Wow, that is a great find. Of course, yeah. if you're going back to the 1600s, you know, uh, settlement there, you guys, and I envy that, you guys just have so much old history. It, it is pretty great. I mean, the and you we have, I think, I hear a lot about it in Ohio, but the, the trading items... Uh, so I did find my very first Native American trading um, trading item. It was a silver circular trading brooch. Yeah. So that would have been traded back and forth for furs and whatnot. And that was, you know, I mean, you see them dug up in England, those circular brooches with the, just the little latch. I've seen those, um, yeah. Yeah, Pierce, uh, that was made, it's silver, and it was hammered out, so it's pretty neat. Yeah. You know, I found the first relic. Uh, me and Jeff were hunting an old colonial house uh, here. I don't know. It's been probably a month and a half ago, maybe. And uh, I found a ring there. 
and I didn't know how old it was. Uh, Jeff had already found a jetting there from the 1600s. So we knew that the, the old place was old, and we found a lot of flat buttons and everything over the years. He found a counterfeit half dollar, and we found, uh, I don't know, there's been maybe three or four reals found off of, of it. But I found a ring, and I didn't know the date or anything on it, and I, I put it on either one of the ID pages or my Facebook page. And uh, somebody chimed in and said, that is a fur trade ring, and they gave me an exact picture of that. And so that that is amazing that uh, that you found one of those. Hey, we got to call in Denny Morrison from Ohio. What's going on tonight, Denny? I'm trying to shut the radio off. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I got us? her, buddy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I was wanting to know what Amanda, what kind of metal detector Amanda uses. I am currently swinging. I, I switch back and forth between the White's MX Sport and the White's MX Seven. Okay. Yep. I've never used either one of them. I'm a JS man, and uh, of course, in Virginia, we use the uh, GPX uh, Mine Lab, and uh, and I also use the Equinox now. So, but my favorite uh, machine is my Deus. That's because cool. I'm 73 years old, and I don't want to swing all that weight. You youngins are swinging. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, the MX-7 actually isn't too bad. And I've had my shoulders, um, I've had seven shoulder surgeries now with my shoulders wow. repla- uh, reconstructed and a pin in the other. And I don't have any, seem to have any problems with the Sport or the 7. Yeah. Um, but Swinging a metal detector didn't cause that, did it? No, no. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's it's helped um, considerably instead of having to go to physical therapy all the time. Yeah. Um, there you go. So, you know, yeah. You can just claim, you know, I need to go in, uh, and take some therapy, you know, and grab your machine and, <laughs> and head out. <laughs> that's what I, I never thought of that, Lloyd. Uh, I think that's a good idea. Good idea, Amanda. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> I've been taking my scuba stuff and doing some pool work, and I'm telling Raina every morning I'm going for therapy, you know, and I'll go to the pool for an hour or so. Yeah, it works out. Works out great. Uh, sure does. Bill said on here, Denny's 73, but he's built like a six uh, foot three tank. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you are. I tell you what, I, Amanda. He is. He is much a man, and uh, he'll he'll swing that. He'll swing that GPX, and well, you know, in all fairness, with a GPX, you really don't swing it. You just kind of scoot it around. You know, <laughs> exactly right. And if yep. you're if you're swinging it, you're probably not going to find anything with it. Uh, Amanda, are you? Uh, are you sponsored by White? I didn't ask you that earlier. I am. <laughs> I am. Um, I was actually um, asked to be sponsored um, if I wanted to be in, uh, was it October? This year. So it's new. This is all, all new for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe that, uh, that that didn't come up in our conversation the other day or earlier today or anything. So you know my good buddy Dave Wise, don't you? I do know Dave, yes. I've never met Dave, but uh, uh, I met him on a forum years and years ago. Uh, he went by Heavy Metal Nut, and 
if there's you know there's a lot of people that I would love to meet that I've talked to over the years, but Dave Wise is uh, is up there. Ohio Relic Hunter is up there. Those two guys I would really really love to uh, see face to face and and shake their hands. You know, not discrediting anybody else because there's a lot of you out there that I would, but Dave is a big whites man, isn't he? He is, yes. And actually, he he was on my list of top diggers to meet, you know, even starting back out, you know, starting out quite a few years ago, I, I knew he knew his stuff. And um, it was a pleasure. This year is the first year I started actually going to events and doing the social media world, really, um, in aspects of Facebook and, and YouTube and trying to do that type of thing. And... Dave is is one of the first diggers that I I, I did get to meet, um, along with a couple others at Pound the Ground. I know I met um, in the Penguin Dig in Rhode Island, but Dave um, I got to swing with in Connecticut okay. before the big New York one. Yeah, and Sergeant Whitey, he's with Whites as well. Have you met him? Yes, I got to meet. Um, Sean, Sergeant Whitey at Pound the Ground in New York, yeah. Okay. And then DJ um, is also a Whites um, guy, DJ Yost. And then I think we have a few in the, or we did have a few in the room. Uh, Mark, uh, Mike, and James. Okay. Well, welcome all to uh, all of the Whitesville team that is in here then. And uh, thank you for coming in and uh, supporting Amanda. Why don't you guys call in and uh, and show her some love here on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Denny I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop off, Loy. I just want to say it's good to have the ladies uh, metal detecting. Uh, many years we've only had uh, some uh, mostly men. That's right. Barb's broke into it, and uh, a lot of the other ladies. And it's good to see the ladies in metal detecting and the young children coming up and as we talked there a while ago i don't know if you've ever listened to the all metal mode uh podcast on monday night uh denny at eight o'clock eastern but uh amanda and gypsy jewels are the host of that show and uh, they, they do a phenomenal job so not only in in the detecting world but also now in the podcasting world and everything too so yeah i, I agree with you uh I uh, I like seeing the women taking uh, the role that they are in both of them because they're 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 great detectors and I'll just I'll just be honest with you, Donnie. I mean, uh, Denny. No, uh, I, I was thinking of Donnie Vaughn. I'd seen a message that he'd sent me here, but I'll tell you something, Denny. I'd rather look at Amanda all day as to look at your ugly mug. <laughs> I agree. Amanda, me and Denny stood in a uh, Virginia field and watched a man chase a uh, deep 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 iron signal that turned out to be three horseshoes still on a three-legged horse that's true <laughs> yes sir we saw him dig a big the, hole didn't he oh boy. man i've never seen so. well the, the only place that i've seen a bigger hole is on the curse of oak island and they they, <laughs> dug, they dug 150 foot and found a piece of wood hey thanks Ain't for the that co- a joke <laughs> yeah thanks for the call tonight denny Appreciate all it. All right. See you all. Yeah. Thank you. It was good talking. Yep. Uh, Amanda. Bye. Yeah. Amanda, I hope that uh, that some of your uh, white folks call in. Somebody, You had one or two stories that you were going to tell me that. Have you told those yet? Um, 
let's see. There are the canning. So, um, oh, there is something I do, and I, I, th- I mentioned it a couple times now on um, all metal mode, but it's something I, I try to talk about basically anywhere and anyone who will listen to me do it. But um, if able, like, so I do obviously detect taut lots and, and parks here every now and again or beaches. And every year what I try to do is I collect all that clad and even from property owners and I let them know this too. So even, you know, these property owners that want everything back, they do know all the clad that I find during the year gets donated back to a charity in my town. So um, it's one of those things that I call digging for a cause. And all the clad I give back to our local food pantry in the area to yeah. help them. To help them, they have um, three meals a week, uh, three dinners a week for people in need, and then they run a food pantry. So it's one of those things that. Um, I, I, I try to do it helps my helps my town um, and you know I realize some of the clad that that some people did can can equal quite a big you know big box but it it definitely helps um, yeah. you know my local area anyway so now have you got other diggers in your community that are on this as well doing the same thing no I don't uh there's there's only one other digger I know and I don't really know and then I know there's another digger in my area that's doing things that uh he or she should not be doing <laughs> and um I don't know anybody else really in the area unless they're you know half an hour to an hour away so um, it's one of those things that I try to bring up so maybe other people might want to try to do it and, you know, whether they hashtag it, dig in for a cause and help out their local area or, you know, I'm not, not casting stones if you don't. It's just, uh, it's right. something I'm trying to, yeah, propel. <laughs> that That is great. That is absolutely great that, uh, uh, that you're looking beyond yourself, you know. And you're taking something that you love to do, a hobby that you love to do, and you're finding a way to allow that hobby to help someone who truly has a need, you know. Yeah. Yep. So it's not it's not something that I can, you know, really get others in my area to do, but um, I feel like sharing it. Yeah, maybe maybe the word would spread. <laughs> now, do you have? Is there a particular site for this? Have you got a particular Facebook page or anything for this, or is this just something that you do personally? It's something I do personally. They don't have a page like that. Like I know some people run fundraiser pages or things. Um, it's something I plan on talking to them about this year. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it's one of those things that remember your own community. I guess while you're out there, you know, not only are you saving the history, um, you're probably cleaning up those fields and those parks and and that trash. And um, uh, so, you know, it's just another way of helping. It is, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, maybe you've encouraged somebody else to to jump in and, and think about that, you know. You know, if if you're a relic hunter, if you're after the old history, you're really not interested in clad. I mean, you will you will find it incidentally, but uh, you know, like you said, there are times when you can't hunt the sites where you want to hunt, 
And so you may be forced into a tot lot or a park or somewhere where there's going to be a lot of clad. And I could see that being really, really uh, a motivation to go out there and do that if I was collecting all of that. And then I, I knew that that was going to be donated to a particular cause. And we got another call that has come in 6133. Who do we have on the line? Hello, it's Mike Treckler. Hey, Mike. Good to have you on. I, I saw in the chat that uh, you said, could you call collect? And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was thinking I could do that. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, uh, it should be toll free to call. I don't know if it is or not. But anyway, uh, good to have you on. I don't pay the bill. <laughs> okay. You yeah. Got, you, uh, I, go ahead. Sorry. I'm I just going to say, have you got a question for Amanda? Oh, yeah. No. Uh, you said you wanted some other, other Whites team to call in. I was just calling and congratulate Amanda. We both got on at the same time. So, Well, that's great. That's great. Uh, what's been involved in that? Is it is it everything that the both of you thought that it would be, or have there been some surprises now that you're with a major manufacturer? Uh, I'll let Amanda comment on that first. I, I don't think there's been any changes besides doing the happy dance <laughs> in the yeah, kitchen exactly. when I found out. <laughs> um, no, it's been great. I mean, uh, the Whites team has been somebody that, you know, a group that I, I find to be uh, amazing diggers. Um, great at saving history and and really respected in the hobby. So to be able to be you know to join that group, um, and same with Mike, you know, it was really exciting to be joining with somebody else. Um, it's just yeah, it's been absolutely wonderful. Same for you, Mac. Uh, I've been trying to get on this team forever. I mean, ever since I got into detecting, and uh, I mean it's been a big part of my life to get on the whites team and i've always talked to dj yost and talked to all them guys and all them guys made it happen and it was good for all of us and james got on too and i mean it's it's been a godsend for me i mean i've been trying you know i've been working on this for a long time and we all got lucky and got on it and it's i mean it's been awesome well, it's great to be able to realize a dream that you have and and to bring to fruition something that you've worked toward because I'm sure that you've uh, you've had this desire, you've worked toward this goal in your life to accomplish it. Yeah, I remember the, you know, I, I could say probably about three or four years back, I was always messaging DJ and all them like, how do I get on this team? I want to be on this team and they're like, well, you have to be, you know, called by them and this and that and, you know, and I mean, it's just, it's been great. That's all I can say. Did you do the happy dance like Amanda did? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably not as much as Amanda. She probably dances better. <laughs> now, have you two? I'm known to do some disco. But, oh, really? Know. Really? Now, you're dating yourself there, you know. Uh, yeah. Disco Mike's been gone for a while now. <laughs> uh, you know, I still love the Bee Gees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you two met face-to-face yet? 
No, we haven't. Well, that's something that uh, uh, that will probably happen this next year because I'm sure that Whites has some events that uh, they send everybody to, don't they? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. Do you know of anything that's coming up in uh, 2020, Amanda, where you'll be going to, or Mike, you will, that they've uh, reached out to you about? Um, not right now that, that White's has. I mean, I have some my, some own uh, like events that I've reached out to that I plan on attending. Okay. Um, but other than that, I, I mean, I think it's something that we – mutual thing like i could be the same area or you know if others of us are going um i think it's it's all worked together (laughs) yeah and you know as far as i know i know uh whites does send people to detectable yeah and uh a couple other places i think they were at pound the ground last year i actually was going to fly up for that i wasn't on the whites team yet but I'd had to fly into Canada, then come back down. It was just too much of a hassle. But I do, uh, there's four hunts I do in Iowa every year religiously. I always go to them, these uh, couple hunts I always go to. But uh, other than that, I'm hoping to meet Amanda, DJ, Dave, Silver Slinger, all of them. Yep. Hopefully, and James. And yeah, be a great time if we can all get together. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like it. I tell you what, being able to go to the events and, uh, you know, whenever you are, uh, whether you're on uh, a certain manufacturer's team or whether you have a YouTube channel and people recognize you there or a Facebook page or a podcast or what have you, there's just something to be said about going to these events and getting to actually shake the hand of people that you've talked to for so many times. I'm looking forward to uh, this show this this Saturday at Nashville because I know I'm going to meet some people that uh, haven't had an opportunity to meet. And then you get reacquainted. You get to uh, shake hands again with somebody that you haven't seen in a while. And it's just an added plus. Don't you guys think that some of the people that we find along the way on this journey are the best finds that we get? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not only just the not only the digging partners and the detecting friends and the people that you talk to, but um, the ticket, you know, detecting or bottle dump digging, but also some of these property owners are, are phenomenal as well. Oh, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Mike, did we lose you there for a second? Yeah, we did. OK. I just called back in. OK. Sorry. OK, go ahead. Might have been my fault. Okay. Oh, I I didn't even know what the question was. Sorry, because I uh, lost you when I, you were talking. Okay, <laughs> I just I just said that uh, you know the events and everything that we get to go to, whether it's the hunts or shows or whatever. We get to meet the people that uh, we've talked to on Facebook or YouTube or met through uh, one of the broadcasts or something like that. And all in all, the people that we find along this journey are the best finds that we have. Wouldn't you agree? Oh. I would agree a hundred percent. I mean, that's the best part of it. Meeting everybody that you talk on, talk to on Facebook. I mean, there's no, nothing better than that. especially going out and get the hunt with them or going to these small group hunts and meeting everybody and making new friends. I yeah. mean, hundred percent. I mean, 
That's probably my best, besides finding a gold coin. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't done that yet, so. (laughs) RFCS plate, uh, (laughs) just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I truly thought that Amanda was going to say whenever I said, aren't the people that we meet the best thing that we find? She I thought she was going to say, yeah. well, other than my CS plate, you know, but uh, you're yeah, very... you always got something on the you always got something on the side. Oh yeah, you know, it's like most of the whites team; they're all on the East Coast, and I'm in the Midwest, and uh, we're expanding across the country here. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to get over to the East Coast, but I mean, I used to live on the East Coast back when I was younger, but. I wish I was still there because all these guys are finding all the good colonial stuff and everything. But we're finding good stuff over here in the Midwest, and yeah, it's been a fun time and been a good ride. And I hope it stays that way. And hope I can meet up with Amanda and James and DJ and Dave and everybody. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you calling in, and best of luck and congratulations on to both of you for getting named on this team. That is no small feat, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing what you guys do in the future. I think I caught one or two of your uh, uh, live Facebook feeds last week, didn't I, Mike? Uh, you might have. I, I, that's all I do is Facebook Live. I don't do YouTube. I don't deal with it. It's just okay. too much a hassle. From I'm not good at editing, so I just do Facebook Live. Okay. Find something good, I go live, and that's it. So yeah, well, I know I I, I, I appreciate was, you tuning in if you did catch it. Yeah, I was uh, I was up here in the office, and I I remember a couple of those last week, and uh, I tuned in for a little. I didn't know if it, if you just did that on special occasions or or with you. Uh, no, I do it every time I go out hunting. If I find something good, I'm always going live on Facebook on usually my page. I was doing it on White's page for a while, then I was collecting my page, so I started doing it on there a lot. Okay. Well, we'd be looking for what we'll be (laughs) looking for what you find then, because we we do get those notifications. And appreciate you calling in tonight. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. See you, Amanda. Bye. Wow. What a great guy. Uh, And I know that you're looking forward to uh, meeting him as well. Amanda, tell everybody how they can uh, get in touch with you. So I am on Facebook at Amanda Digger DeGaz. I'm on Instagram at A Digger DeGaz. <laughs> I'm on YouTube. I think it's uh, either Amanda Digger DeGaz or A Digger DeGaz. Uh, basically, there's a theme. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm sensing that, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, I, I just joined Twitter. Just joined Twitter. Yes, there's some of you that probably use it and are laughing at me right now. Um, I'm, I'm on, on there. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I, you know, I, I use Twitter more than I do uh, Instagram. The thing I don't like about Instagram is that you can't do it on a laptop. You've got to do it on your phone. And I've, you know, I've I've got an updated iPhone, but I'd rather do it on uh, on my laptop. So I just don't do that much on Instagram. But didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I know that there's more. Oh, uh, oh, uh, the podcast. Yeah. So Monday nights at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all meta mode um, on Spreaker, and. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> y'all got um, uh, y'all got some good guests that are coming up that y'all already have lined up. 
Uh, let's see. Um, Jersey History Hunters will be joining us next Monday. Um, looking forward to that conversation. No. So what, that's uh, December 9th. Um, then there's a, a couple others that are lined up um, or that we're just figuring out what, you know, they're flip-flopping the yeah. Mondays that they want. So yeah, yeah. you you know, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fluid situation. I had to move a couple around here the, this week uh, because of of the giveaway that we have uh, that's coming up, and I had already scheduled somebody, and so I had to move them from that. Uh, oh, mind, you know, sometimes you yeah. can't look forward uh, enough. But uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to. Uh, you weren't there then. I wish that you had been. But I was on with uh, Mike and Gypsy. Uh, they had me on the show. I don't know. I guess it was probably earlier this year. Don't seem like it's been that long ago. But then uh, in another way, when you think about it, it seems like it's been a long time. But, uh, hey, folks, if uh, you're free on Monday nights at 8 p.m., go over to right here on Spreaker to All Metal Mode. Uh, it is Amanda Digger and uh, Degas and also gypsy jewels there on there so go over there and support them and you've been a great guest tonight amanda i appreciate so much you coming thank you thank you so much for having me and you got an open invitation i tell you what i ought to do i ought to get uh, you and gypsy both together to come back sometime you'd be up for that wouldn't you Oh, absolutely. There, absolutely. Was, there was one thing that I was going to say earlier, and I think we had to go to a commercial, and then I forgot it after I come back. But you guys hunted together, haven't you? Even though yes. she lives in Texas and you live in Maine. How'd that yes. come about? Um, she was going to be attending Pound the Ground in New York, and I was attending Pound the Ground in New York. And um, she had some extra time that she could be away. And I said to her, you know, Hey, after Pound the Ground gets done, how would you feel about a whirlwind tour of, uh, you know, of New England? And I have a uh, button dump in the area that I thought she'd get a kick out of digging. And um, so what we did is we, we basically all piled into my truck after Pound the Ground and drove from Maine to New York. Um, stayed the night in uh maine and then the next morning uh we got up and we drove from um maine southward down the coast and um we ended up uh digging a button dump that i I know of for about two days and then um piling back into the car and i drove her back to vermont to burlington to fly out so it was it really was a whirlwind tour i think in basically four days we saw five states or six states <laughs> she'll um, never she'll never come back up there again i know how <laughs> i know how i was born in texas as well and and uh, she was probably out of her element moving around that much yeah it was uh, probably yeah a real whirlwind um called it the nickel tour <laughs> let's quickly let's go here and here and um sadly on the way back uh, you know i'm it's it's 
not that I'm I'm spoiled, but I do get a lot of yeses when I ask for permissions. And on the way back, we stopped at quite a few places and um, not a single yes until the very end. And um, a Parks and Rec person was like, absolutely, you can detect the beach. And um, at that point, it was only an hour that the park was left open and it was kind of (laughs) sad. Yeah. So, but we did get to detect in Vermont for a little while. So that was great. Yeah. Well, that's great. And uh, as I said, I appreciate you being on uh, the show tonight and taking time out. And best of luck over there with you and Gypsy on uh, All Metal Mode. Uh, Folks, tune in there on Monday night. And by the way, I've got some of those links that uh, she gave out on the air here, some of those in the description. But you caught the pattern. (laughs) Uh, Any of those uh, Amanda Digger Degas, you're going to find her somewhere. But thank you so much for being on the show. If you'll hang on just a minute, I'll say goodbye to you after I close things out. Okay? Fantastic. Okay. Hey, thanks, folks, for joining uh, Ruddock's Radio here tonight. Really do appreciate it. Uh, One more reminder, if you're in the Nashville, Tennessee area this weekend, there is a big, big Civil War show at 4215 Long Lane in there in Franklin, Tennessee, which is just south of uh, the metropolitan Nashville area. It will be well worth the trip to come down there. And I know that uh, some of the guys that are even in the chat here uh, tonight, some of them are going to be here. Next week, got a treat. Uh, It is Crick Diggers. And they dig a lot of big old holes and dig a lot of bottles and everything. So come back next Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. See you then. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Relics Radio. We really do appreciate it. Be sure and join us live every Thursday night at 8 o'clock Eastern here on Spreaker, or you can catch the archive show at Relics Radio on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and many other podcast outlets. Relics Radio is also syndicated on the Cutting Edge Radio Network and is broadcast around the world. Please take a minute and hit the like button and be sure and follow us so you'll get notifications of all of our upcoming broadcasts. You can also find us on YouTube at Diggin' with 7 or Tennessee Jeff, or you can check us out on our Relics Radio Facebook group page or Adventures in History on Facebook. If you'd like to get in touch with us, then send an email to relicsradio at outlook.com. We'd love to hear from you. We hope that you'll join us next Thursday night. And until then, get out there and dig some history.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 